Welcome to the Concierge Weight Loss Podcast, where I empower you to achieve your weight loss goals and live a healthier, happier life. I'm your host, Kara Hackelman, a dedicated weight loss coach and advocate for positive change. Join me as we dive into insightful conversations, expert tips, and inspiring stories to help you transform your relationship with food and your body. Get ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery and sustainable weight loss. And don't forget to stick around until the end for a special call to action that can kickstart your transformation. Let's get started. I am so excited to get to brag on one of my clients. So excited to get to brag. She has uh, called me and we have coached so many times on... um, overeating, on food choices, on things like that. And I teach you can have anything you want. It's learning how to have it. She has diabetes. Had, had, there you go. That's what we're going to brag on. Had diabetes. And so with her, some of her stuff was going to be that she was going to be mindful of what she was eating. And so it's not that she can't have other foods, that she can't have sugar. It It's not, her body doesn't like it to be the predominant thing. So I was so excited when she called and told me that she was leaving the doctor's office and she couldn't hold it in until our next coaching session. She had to tell me. So what happened was she had had, when she started with me, she said she was at her highest weight. When she started coaching with me, she was eating as, conveniently as possible, which usually means a lot of fast food, a lot of takeout, a lot of snacks. She was single-handedly responsible for keeping her her, uh, her company's chocolate bowl filled and helped eat it. Kept, you know, put all her favorites in there too. Her family were... Um, Like a lot of families, when they go out uh, on family trips, they have a snack table, which is a grazing table. Everybody contributes stuff to it, and then as they're eating throughout the day, they just pick things off of this table. So that's the family she grew up in, was a grazing snack table for vacations and holidays and things like that. So she calls the other day and tells me that she's leaving her doctor's appointment and she couldn't wait to tell me that her doctor said that he needs to take her off of all of her diabetes medicines because her A1C is her blood sugar is too low. And so she was like, well, I've been taking my medicine and I've been doing my things. And he's like, this medicine only works for like one, I can't remember, she said one to three percent of the population. He said, you are doing something. And so I said, what do you think you were doing? And she's like, well, I've been watching what I eat. And like, it's so funny because I get to see the backside of all of our coaching calls. And she's like, I just, I I only eat when I'm hungry and I only eat to just enough. Um, I don't overeat anymore. And I... I kind of try to watch what I'm eating because I know certain things affect my sugars more. Sounds so simple when she says it that way. If I had a recording of her calls in the beginning about how she was doing all the things and it's not working, or she was telling me that, you know, like she just couldn't handle anymore and she needed to get some Reese cups. And so those kind of things. And now that she's been doing the things, it's become her habit. Her habits have changed 
And she'll still tell you that she, she eats Reese cups. She'll still tell you that she has other things. She went on to tell me recently how with Thanksgiving, there were no temptations at all. They didn't have a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. And so her family went away on a vacation and there were absolutely no temptations because they didn't have a traditional dinner. I asked her about the grazing table. Yeah, we had that. And I said, okay. And I, and then she, I said, so you had like no sweets, no desserts, because those were her favorite things to eat off. She used to get this thing called a, a trash cake or a dump cake or something. It's not a dump cake like where you dump the stuff in the bowl. It's like all the leftover pieces that are like wrong at the bakery and they shove them in a cup. So I think it's called, or dumpster cake. I can't remember what it was called, but those were her, her urge type items. And now she's got an entire grazing table at this holiday, but doesn't think of it as a, as any temptation. She told me that uh, she did make some uh, turkeys with cupcake, chocolate cupcakes and icing and these nutter butters. And she had some, but um, she kept going on and on about how there were no temptations this holiday. And I said, I want you to hear what you just told me. There's an entire grazing table full of snacks, all kinds of things, Pop-Tarts and cookies and candy and all the things right there on vacation at your disposal. You're on vacation. You're supposed to be enjoying, right? It's typical for people to overindulge. She did not see that as a temptation. In her head, Thanksgiving would have been a temptation. But all of the grazing table, no longer a temptation. And she didn't even recognize it. I said, did you realize that you had chocolate cupcakes with nutter butters, chocolate icing, your favorite? And she's like, oh, well, I had some. She has learned how to have exactly what she loves. She has learned how to eat it and it not need to take over for her, not go into autopilot till it's gone. She's learned how to have some and she doesn't feel guilty about it anymore. She doesn't feel like she's restricted. In her head, Thanksgiving was gonna be a big deal. If you're starting to lose weight right now, I want you to hear this. Thanksgiving is an event. I've talked about this earlier in the, I think the last month. And so it's an event. And so you only get to practice it once a year. Maybe if you're a big family, you have a couple events. And so in her head, she has already learned how to be around a grazing table. She's learned how to already be around cupcakes. And so she doesn't have that same pull anymore around those things. But because she only has Thanksgiving once a year, Thanksgiving dinner was gonna be the big uh, temptation for her. So since they didn't even eat a traditional Thanksgiving dinner, she thought she avoided the temptation. I understand her thinking. She only sees herself having Thanksgiving in the lens of her past Thanksgivings. And since we only have that one time a year, she's putting all of her evidence of what temptation would feel like on past Thanksgivings. I had to remind her, you had all of these other temptations in the house all of them. You had the behaviors of your friends and family around you who were vacationing with her, and yet she did not find those tempting. So I wanted her to take a minute and really give herself some credit in how far she's come. She's come this far because she's she's done the work of processing what it means. So like no longer is it, oh, I can't have chocolate cupcakes because I can't stop. 
It's, oh, I can have some chocolate cupcakes. I enjoy making them for other people. And I might have one for myself. Or I might have one every day this week. Whatever it is she decides is fine. She's learned how to let those foods have a place in her life without it having to be her entire life. I am so stinking proud of her. I cannot tell you how proud I am. So her doctor told her her A1C is so low that he wants her to go off her diabetes medications for three months and come back in and get rechecked. And he thinks that everything that she's doing, her healthy habits, her behaviors, how she's eating, how much she's eating, she's out exercising and walking. And that gives her such pride in herself that all of that is what she's been doing. And so she wants to contribute it to me, which I love and adore her back, but I want her to see, like I was her guide in this and she did all of the work. She was, she was the runner of the marathon and figured it out. This last year of her working with me was her figuring all of this out. So sometimes we worked on emotions. Sometimes we work on uh, relationships with other people or, you know, friends, family, coworkers, what people are supposed to do, what they should be doing, what she should be doing. And then we work on some food stuff again, and then we'd work on water. And then we would talk about what stress looks like and how to handle stress and how to care for ourselves so well that when busy work seasons of life come, she's already got it figured out how she takes care of herself then. And we just think through it as we have life happen. She has done the work and I am so stinking proud of her. I can't, I'm just beaming like a like a new parent beaming so excited for her so I I've been kind of thinking on her a lot because I am I'm so filled with pride for her and I am just so happy for her to get to see not everybody gets to feel that kind of pride in themselves that accomplishment and what it has done for her she has not lost all her weight yet she is still at a number that she's not excited about but she has lost weight. She knows now it's, it's inevitable. Losing weight to whatever number she wants is inevitable. She knows what to do and she knows how to make changes. She knows how to get curious when it's time. She has a little plateau and she's like, well, what could I try different next week? She knows that what she was doing and what we teach the four basics, it's just self-care. It's just how you love on yourself. You give yourself sleep, you give yourself water, you give yourself food, and you do it in a way that is not overeating. You're listening to your body the entire time. What does my body want? What do I like? What does my body need? Or what does it need a little less of right now? With her diabetes, she learned. Sometimes her mouth wanted more of the sugar. Her blood sugar really did not want or need as much. And so instead of saying, I can't have any, she learned how to have a part of her life for it. And now she gets to enjoy chocolate cupcakes with nutter butter turkeys on them. I needed to have her send me a picture of this, but without feeling like she can't have anything. She doesn't have that, I, woe is me, I'm diabetic, I can't have anything. She's learned how to incorporate all of it in her life. I'm so proud of her. So I started thinking about what some of my other clients have accomplished. And I was in the in this, this string of thinking about medical. And so I started to write down, um, we've had a couple people who got to have, uh, 
I, and I'm I'm um I'm still a newer coach. So when you hear me say a couple, it's really amazing because I at this point have only been working with ten people. So we've had a couple of people who got to come off of their diabetes medication. Well, one person reduced to almost off, and then one person now is off. Um, uh, one person is completely off their cholesterol medication. Um, and it was a work way, work its way down. So the doctor kept reducing the amount until they got to come off. Um, I personally am off all autoimmune um, pain medications. Um, another person doesn't take arthritis medicine anymore. Uh, she quoted that uh, movement and sleep and water were the biggest things for her. I would like to point out that she also was uh, not overeating. She was also looking at some of the things that uh, caused some of the arthritis flare-ups, just like I did with autoimmune um, kind of protocols. And so like we're eating foods that help support that and really paying attention to what our body's asking for and giving it to it. Very loving, nurturing, like you would with your own children. Um, and then, oh, another was sleep aids. So different medications and different things for helping her fall asleep. She doesn't need those anymore. I say this because a lot of times, and myself included, we get a diagnosis and then we think there's nothing we can do about it. So we take the pills and we just learn how to accept this new normal. There's a lot of times things that we can still do. And I'm not saying you're not going to like every single person's going to come off their medication. I'm not saying that. That's between you and your doctor, and you would totally need to work with your physician on that. But you can always take care of your body, always. Water, that has nothing to do with conditions. And the more hydrated you are, the better your body functions. Sleep, your body does its best restoration. It's recouping, it's recells, whatever it is. It does the best when you're sleeping. It's its downtime. It gets to take all of the thinking capacity, all of the other things off the grid so that we're just having a basic level of energy you know, to be able to run our heart and our breathing and minor things like that so that it can completely regenerate cells and repair and help us recover while we sleep. Doesn't sound like a diet, right? It's just excellent self-care. Foods. We're not taking anything out. We are only adding things. We are adding things for what you want and what you like to eat and what your body wants. So, I do not, I don't, I, I've said this before, but if you haven't heard me, I do not give you a diet plan. My rules, if you want to call them rules, are water, sleep, food, you're going to eat when you're hungry and stop when you've had enough, and you're just going to plan so that you are already have food in the house, you already have what your body needs and wants, you're not making last minute decisions that lead to temptations and urges and cravings leading the way, because those are not our best brain. We want to use our intelligent brain so that when we're thinking about it, we're taking into account what we love and what we really enjoy, but also what would feel good to us so that it's not after the fact, undoing the button on the pants, being miserable, and then feeling like I had no control. That's all that was available. We had thought ahead for ourselves. We took care of our own needs. We made sure that we had foods that we loved, 
if you're not a Brussels sprouts girl, I'm not gonna tell you chicken, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts is the only thing you're gonna ever be able to have again. You get to decide. I have a client who never eats vegetables, never. I've asked if she wants to try to get courageous and explore and try to find one that she might like. Nope. So she figures out other ways to get her nutrition and she does fine. It's just gonna look different, which is what I'm saying. It looks different every single client I work with. And so I'm here to guide you in the decision-making process. I'm here, I'm here to steer you in the right direction and you're the one still doing the work with guidance, with support and a cheerleader and a kick in the pants when you need that. That's what I'm here for. I use something called gentle nutrition. It was something I learned um, as I was studying on intuitive eating. And so I was so far removed from what I would call a healthy, normal eater. And the truth is here in the United States, healthy is gonna be subjective to whatever diet you're following. And then the, the normal, most of our normal, if you count normal as what the vast majority is doing to be normal, it's overeating. The majority of people are overeating and they're eating fast food. I decided I just want to enjoy food. I don't want to have to be reliant on food out there. I wanna be able to have what I really love and I feel really good now that I know how to cook foods. So it was a process for me. So you heard me allude to this earlier. We are adding things, not taking them away. A friend of mine, uh, we, we talk every day about our weight loss journeys and things like that. We support each other, hold each other accountable. Even I have an accountability partner. And she was talking about how she keeps eating something, drinking something that's off plan. And we were talking about how if you add something, you're not thinking necessarily about what you're taking away. So if you add something, like... Um, for her, the one that we were talking about was Mio. And I'm pretty sure Mio are those uh, flavor drops that you put in your water. And so as I was talking, I was saying like, what if you add something? Like, what do you enjoy that you could add? So like, if you know that you're wanting at a certain time of day flavor, and you know you're wanting to get your water in, but for whatever reason, she doesn't want the artificial of the Mio. She wants to have water and things like that. I said, why don't you do like a fruit water or you know, have some cucumber infused into your water or something like that. So you're adding something and instantly you get excited. Like, oh, what are the possibilities? What could I be doing? This is exciting and fun. And as you're figuring out what you want to do, not what you can't do, you start looking for ways to incorporate it, looking for ways to do it. Instead of when you hear, I can't have something, that's all you focus on. I can't have it, I can't have it, I can't have it. And then you're strong, arm, strong arming yourself to try to not have that. Where if you think about what you get to have, it, it lights you up, it gets you excited instead of feeling restricted and deprived and, and focused, hyper-focused on the one thing that you said that you don't want to have. So we do it a little bit different. Gentle Nutrition talked a lot about um, basics of nutrition. So we know fruits and vegetables are gonna be amazingly healthy. We know that if you're an animal protein eater, that your leaner cuts 
are going to help with more of um, control of how much fat you're getting or what types of fat you're getting. We know that some people do not do well with dairy. Some people do not do well with gluten. Some people have to watch how much or what types of sugars they have. There's a lot of things that are not rules. They're just kind of like some basic knowledge pieces. And so with gentle nutrition, we are adding things and just kind of following some understanding of some basic knowledge about your dietary needs and nutrition. You're not taking things out, you're adding them. You're asking if you're physically hungry. That's exactly what I teach in my program. Am I physically hungry? It does not make sense to overfeed your body if you are not physically hungry. And so occasionally, I know I'm going to want to have something because it's there. And I have in my head been telling myself for years now, a bite or two is going to give me the taste to experience it. I do not need to eat an entire plate. I do not even need the bite sometimes. A lot of times I can assume I know what store-bought cookies taste like. I've had them so many times in my life. I can assume I already could figure out and explain to you what it tastes like. Occasionally, a friend will make some grand food, dessert, some item I've never had before, and I want to be there to experience it. I don't know what it would taste like. I don't know because I've not had theirs or I've not had it before, but I also know that I can honor my hunger. I don't worry anymore about whether or not I hurt someone's feelings because I taking their food or not is not what is responsible for their feelings being hurt. I am always a mannerly conscientious person when I speak to other people, especially if they're offering food to me. I definitely do not feel like I have to have their food just because it's being offered. And so sometimes I want to have a taste and then I even say, I really want that recipe or I would love to take some of that home with me for tomorrow's lunch. I just, I don't have any hunger. And so like, I'm just not hungry right now at all. And so I really think it tastes great or I really think it's gonna taste great and I would love to get to enjoy it for lunch tomorrow. People are beaming and they're excited because I wanted to try their food and I just, I have a solid response now. I don't feel wishy-washy. I don't feel manipulated. I don't feel like I'm letting people down by not having all their foods. So I just wanted to start out by talking a little bit about my girl and how proud I am of her for coming off of her diabetes medications. Um, there's a possibility we'll have some stuff to work out in the next few months as she's off of it. There might be some rebound without the medication or there might be something to figure out. But if this last year has taught her anything, she can figure anything out. And I am here 100% to support her. So with that being said, if you have not taken my five-day quick start course, do that first. Why are you waiting? Go to coachingcara.com forward slash free course and get started today. If you have a question or you just want to tell me your news, I would love for you to email me, Kara Hackelman at coachingcara.com. Talk to you next week. Bye. That wraps up another empowering episode of the Concierge Weight Loss Podcast. I hope you found inspiration and actionable insights that will propel you towards your weight loss goals. 
If you're ready to dive deeper and accelerate your progress, don't miss out on our free five-day quick start weight loss course. Head over to coachingkara.com forward slash free course to gain access to a wealth of valuable resources, guidance, and support. The time for change is now, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. Remember, your transformation starts with a single step. Take that step today and unlock the life you deserve. Stay tuned for our next episode, and remember to keep striving for greatness.